This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey, listeners, before we start the show this week, we have a couple of special announcements. Don't worry, we're going to make it quick. However, it is an NPR-style pledge drive. Oh, June has a special announcement, too. Uh, June's here. Okay, first of all, you can become a Spilled Milk subscriber. And the way to do that, which we'll remind you again, is to go to SpilledMilkPodcast.com slash donate, or just go to SpilledMilkPodcast.com. It'll be pretty obvious how to donate. So wait, does this mean that you can only listen to the show if you become a subscriber? Absolutely not. What does Nothing it mean? could be further from the truth. If, uh, if you're not a subscriber, you will continue getting a free episode every two weeks. But if you are a subscriber, number one, you will get a, a deep down inside warm, fuzzy feeling that comes from supporting independent comedy and food people. You will also get a handwritten postcard of thanks from me and Matthew. And two times a year, at least, you will get secret episodes available only to subscribers. And one of those is available already. You may also get my baby, who's currently <laughs> waving her arms around and making it difficult for us to record this segment. That's right. Babysitting isn't free. Uh, isn't. Buckwheat isn't. isn't free. And so so being a subscriber, what that means is just $5 a month. Yep. And it helps us do things like buy groceries to make the food that we don't share with you here exactly. on the show. It also, well, possibly pays for a babysitter. Uh-huh. And uh, equipment, audio hosting, website hosting, that kind of thing. You know, we we love to give the show away for free to you. That makes us happy when people listen to the show, but it costs us money to make the show. And also, we enjoy doing it, and we want to kind of make it our job in a small way. And if you don't want to become a subscriber, there is another way that you can support us and look really stylish while you're doing it. Absolutely. (laughs) You can buy our merchandise. Yes. We have... What do we have? We have t-shirts. We have tote bags. Uh, we have mugs. The mugs are really nice. Yeah, That's mugs, my favorite they thing. They feel good in your hand. And we've got uh, kind of like a baby. And we have baby onesies. Um, yes. <laughs> on the front, our logo. On the back, baby you kiss like clam lips. Uh, so uh, that is available at um, uh, spilledmilkpodcast.com slash store. So um, become a subscriber, um, buy some stuff, and uh, if you don't want to do that, just keep listening to the show. That's not going to change. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thank you. Before you get intimate with someone, you should always, always ask them, do you, do you have smuckers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so dumb. 
That is so juvenile. It's in such poor taste, Matthew. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. And today we're talking about jam. Woohoo! That's my jam. Space jam. With uh, Shaquille O'Neal or was it Michael, uh, Michael Jordan? I'm not sure. Is that a movie? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So we've got, we are surrounded by jars of jam. It looks like a photo shoot for some kind of fancy Martha Stewart type of thing. It totally does. And what I actually love about it is that pretty much all of these jars call themselves something different. Like one of them calls itself preserves. <laughs> the other calls itself. Yeah nothing okay good. um another calls itself jam another calls itself confiture and this one calls itself preserves are you serious i'm completely serious uh yes we'll, we'll get to that okay uh so before we start should we should we like define our terms do we need to go into what is jam what is jelly what is preserves well i think of so let's start with jelly so i think of jelly as being clear um, and not having chunks of stuff in it or seeds. I think of jelly constantly, and I agree. <laughs> okay. Um, so from jelly, where do we go? I feel like it only gets m- more chunky and more l- less well translucent. I, I don't know that that I that there's really a technical difference between jam and preserves. I mean, I think that these are all kinds of preserved fruit, right? So is even jelly a type of preserves? Do we um, even know what we're talking about? I would say jelly is a type of preserve. I mean, you're preserving some aspect of the fruit. Um, You know, I think when people say, like, you know, I'm giving you a jar of preserves, then you you assume that means, like, chunky jam, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, So I think think that's good enough. Okay, fine. Um, So do we have, do we have, have, I I see a jelly, I think. We have a jelly. And, you know, I feel like we should start with the jelly because it's, it's the, I think it's going to be the kind of lightest flavor anyway. Yeah. So what's our goal here? Is our goal here to name the world's best jam? I don't think we can possibly do that. But we have, we have like most of, (laughs) we have most kinds of jam you can get these days here, right? Like pretty much every brand. I'm kidding. There's like 7,000 kinds of jam. Do you know what makes me sad though? Everyone's jamming. If you go, (laughs) if you go to the grocery store, there is an absolute like crowd of things calling themselves spreadable fruit can we talk about spreadable fruit for a second you're talking about a crowd of people a crowd of jars okay (laughs) um spreadable fruit i think is an abomination what so spreadable fruit i think of as a lower sugar alternative to jam i think a lot of people confuse it with jam it's it's often um you know yeah it's it's fruit with a lower concentration of sugar and it usually doesn't taste very yeah. But I think I, people think it's healthier. And so, it, you know, a, it's very common in American grocery stores to see something calling itself spreadable fruit. Do you think it was invented because people were trying to just spread fruit? Like yeah. put, put like an apple on their on their toast totally. and spread it with a knife? Yeah. Because I've tried that and it doesn't work. It does not work. Anyway. I want to get my spoon into some, into some jars here uh, and see what happens. Okay. Can we, can we do that? Okay. So um, I think we should start with this jelly. And what what is it? So 
unfortunately, we're starting with like the most oh, I'm sorry. expensive jam in our tasting today. It's not jelly. It's gelée. Gelée. Gelée de coins. <laughs> gelée de coins d'Alsace. This is a Christine Ferber jam. I don't know what coin is. It's quince. Oh, so of course. this is Alsatian quince. That we are wow. starting with some rarefied fruit here, my And this friends. is Smuckers, right? Uh, this, this jam is made by Christine Ferber. She's a jam maker in... Alsace in France. One of the great jam makers. One of the great jam makers. And her jam, so I, I brought this... <laughs> what is her jam? <laughs> I brought this one back from France the last time I was of over there. Of course you did. Stop it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was a while ago, and I'm so excited because I just unearthed this at the back of my cabinet the other day. I literally bought it years ago. Wow. Anyway. Do you think it's, do you think it's still good? I looked up her jams online the other day. And um, there's only one place that I know of where you can find them in the U.S., and they're so freakishly expensive. So uh, anyway, if you go to France, hoard some Christine Ferber jams because they are incredible and really challenging to get elsewhere. So what what would you say offhand is your favorite flavor of jam? I'm I'm guessing quince. raspberry. Ah, I love raspberry. I also I have, yeah, I'm a I'm a raspberry strawberry kind of person. I like I like blueberry. Hey, I'm gonna taste this. Yeah, yeah. This quince gelé. And we we're tasting this on unbuttered toast. Mm. That is so delicate. Oh, that I love incredible, it. Incredible, isn't it? What is a quince? <laughs> I, I, I like sort of know what it is. Oh, really? Um, it looks a lot like an apple, only it tends to be fuzzier and to have kind of a more sort of like nubbly base. The fuzzier, the, fuzzier the, than an apple. The blossom end has a lot more kind of ridges and things. It's extremely fragrant, wonderful, wonderful smell, and very hard. Um, I mean, like, it's very tough. You have to cook it for a long time. It's got a lot of pectin in it. So it's it's an ideal thing for making gelée <laughs> from. Um, that's, uh, but you wouldn't just pick one up and eat it. No, pretty much everything I know about Quinn's is from the movie White Men Can't Jump. What are you talking about? Um, uh, in the movie, Rosie Perez is trying to get on Jeopardy and is studying all this stuff that uh, she's going to need to know if she does get on Jeopardy, which she does. Uh, and one of the things is, um, sorry, spoiler alert, uh, that she that she learns what a quince is and that it does come up on Jeopardy and she gets it right. Wow. Good job, Rosie Perez. Yes. Love Rosie Perez. Oh, me too. Who doesn't? Anyway, this, this gelée is quite special. And I feel like, you know, probably should be disqualified from the tasting today. <laughs> <laughs> and, you've, and you've set it aside in like a quarantine zone. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, but I, I, don't think, I don't think our goal should be to pick a favorite today. I think, I think we're, just ex- we're, we're, we're just exploring. We're experiencing. We're, we're having know, a be-in with jam. We are. What's the weirdest jam you've ever tasted? Oh, boy. Um, uh, not gooseberry. Uh, lavender. Ooh, how is that? Uh, lavender jelly, not not jam. Obviously, that would yeah. be really weird. Um, lavender jelly is great. Is it? It, um, it doesn't taste like eating like like potpourri. Uh, no, and I, I'm I'm really sensitive to that. Also, it, it really it really doesn't. I mean, maybe if you were like spooning it like big honking spoonfuls directly from the jar, but um, on buttered toast, it's terrific. You know, lavender and rosemary very closely related, so it has a little bit of of herbal character to it uh, that um, in the right dose is very pleasant mm, great awesome um i like i like gooseberry jam i've never had gooseberry jam 
Oh, I think gooseberries are so great. I love sour things, and gooseberries are just crazy sour. Are they those green ones that have kind of like veins that you? Yes, yeah, they look like eyeballs. Oh yeah, um, yeah. They're they're. I, I love, love anything that looks like an eyeball. Yeah, I like I like ugly fruits. Mm-hmm. I like I like sour things. Gooseberries, eyeballs. I like eyeballs. Yep. Um, did we did you bring any eyeball jam? I didn't. Okay, like a vitreous humor. I believe it's called. <laughs> Okay, let's taste some more jam. Okay. Okay. Hey, should we start with the Smucker's Strawberry Preserves heading into this chunkier category? <laughs> Sorry, we need to put, a, put a, to put a special label on this episode warning people that it's full of vitreous humor. <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you're cracking yourself up. Me too. What do we have here? So I think we should, now we're moving into kind of, you know, proper jams in the sense that they're they're chunky. Yeah, so we've got They're some chunky. Smucker's Smucker's Strawberry Preserves here. This has been sitting in my fridge for a really long time. Is this going to kill me? <laughs> um, it's got it, so much sugar in it, it can't possibly go bad. Okay, Smucker's Strawberry Preserves. I mean, that's nice. It's, it's like what you would get in a diner in an individually packaged little foil tub. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I love those things where you have like the little the little bowl full of tubs of jam and you can pick the flavor you want and kind of sort of sort through them and collect the whole set. Mm-hmm. And usually it's sitting near a little cup of fake maple syrup. I love how it's often sitting in a special rack that's designed just to Oh, hold it. yes. Mm-hmm. So this is not an exceptional preserve, but it totally pushes the right buttons. Like, you want to eat that on a piece of toast next to, like, a, an over-easy egg, hash browns. Mm-hmm. I want to eat that on a piece of toast next to you. Oh, thanks, Matthew. Um, I did a jam tasting a few years ago uh, with a local chef for for a column that I was writing, a taste test column. And we tasted some fancy jams, mostly mostly local. Uh, and I also threw in uh, Smucker's Organic, and Smucker's was the winner. It is kind of a perfectly engineered food product. It is, yeah. You so know, we've talked. Let's put about it on this. our list yeah, with the yeah. Cool Ranch Doritos mm-hmm. and oh, the the Reese's peanut butter cups. I have some. I have some absurd uh, limited edition Doritos. You should try. You do. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Um, we should finish our our jams. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Can we can we dip uh, Doritos into the jam? Let's not do that. Okay. Okay. So this is uh, Sun Fresh Freezerves. What is freezer jam? So I have made freezer jam, and so and I'm glad I have because I can report that this stuff tastes pretty much exactly like what we made at home with fresh strawberries. Freezer jam is awesome. Uh, it is totally uncooked, and so uh, it retains the flavor of the, the the pure flavor of the fresh fruit. I think better than a lot of jams. And you're basically just taking a soft fruit like strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, and smashing it up with some pectin and sugar, and then you store it in the freezer. Because and it's it, a lot of sugar compared to a cooked jam. Yes. So so it's always sweet. You know what this tastes like to me? This tastes like those um, dryers, like real fruit popsicles. Uh, they're also sold as like Edie's <laughs> brand. Do you know what I mean? It totally does. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really wonderful, like, fresh strawberry flavor. Fresh strawberry, a lot of sugar flavor. It would be great, like, in a fried fruit pie. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's really nice. And they sell it in the freezer case at uh, at my local supermarket. Do and they sell other flavors, too? I think of strawberry do. is, like, um, the I think I think strawberry, raspberry, and blueberry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And they're all good, but the strawberry is the best. Yeah. Well, the next jam that I want to talk about is... Um, Made here in Seattle by a woman named, and maybe I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Ayako Gordon. Okay. I've heard of her jams. Yes. Uh, her jams are sold at Marigold and Mint. They sell them at the Pantry at Delancey. Uh, Never think, heard of it. I think they sell them at Belle Clementine and Ballard. 
Anyway, a lot of places, her jams are some of my favorites anywhere. Okay, well, I'll, let me let me judge for myself. Okay. Anyway, I often buy her apricot jam. She also makes a green gauge jam that's insanely delicious. Green gauge is a kind of plum? Yeah. Is it green? It is green. I don't really know what that is. Yeah. Oh. Cool word. Oh, d- they're delicious. Uh, this one is her damson plum jam. Damson plum. Damson plum. And these are tiny plums. <laughs> damson, I feel like a plum. <laughs> these are tiny plums with these little kind of tiny, tiny pits. And they're, for me, kind of a pain in the butt to work with, but I'm glad that Ayako does it for me. Wait, I need to apologize. I was just conflating two different songs. Um, uh, Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover and uh, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. You know, I love Damn, I Wish I Was Your Lover, but now whenever I hear it, I'm struck by like how it's just not that great a song. Okay, I think we need to listen to that and possibly uh, I think I think listeners should should get to judge that for themselves. Okay. What do you think? Let's have some damson plum jam. Damn, son. <laughs> um, so actually, I realized I, I don't really know what a damson plum is either. Oh, I know, it's, it's tiny. It's like the size of a grape, or at least the ones I've seen are. Um, I know it's considered like a delicacy in England, mm-hmm. right? And it's, I, I think, very often used for jam making. Oh, that's so great. Isn't that a great jam? This woman totally knows her stuff. Oh, and it's made from meritake plums, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. This. So this farmer in Washington who grows an absurd variety of plums. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm, I think this is some of the best jam anywhere, personally. The thing that is so great about it is, you know, to make a good jam, you have to have a balance between tart and sweet, and the balance here could not possibly be better. Yeah. This lady is gifted. I'm going to lick it right off the spoon. So now mm. I noticed that all of the all of the jams, jellies, preserves, and spreadable fruits that we've tried mm. so far, <laughs> they're they're all pure fruit flavors. None of none of them is like mixed fruit, and none of them is fruit plus something, some flavor. And I feel like, like it's actually kind of rare that you get a little collection of jams like this that aren't sort of a bunch of flavors happening, right? Because I feel like you know there's there's like fruit and spice jams, like fruit and tea jams. How do you and feel about those, Matthew? I am not a fan. I, I think, I mean, I understand that people feel like they have to do it to distinguish their product from the many, many other high-end jams on, on the market. But, you know, isn't jam all, isn't it about celebrating the fruit? That was so touching, Matthew. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I am not a big fan of jams with, you know, esoteric herbs added or liqueurs or things like that. I, you know, I always get enticed by it and think it's going to be great. Yeah, like and with aniseed and mace. <laughs> the truth is, <laughs> when I have something like a perfect damson plum jam like this or a really great apricot jam, I do not want anything else in there. I no. just want to taste this perfectly sweet tart fruit, sp- spreadable fruit. Um, only one jam left, but, but only one jam. Four tiny pieces of toast. Oh, this oh, is a this is a, a dilemma is on par with hot dogs and hot dog buns. Uh, what is our what is our final so jam? This, this last jam is one that I was pretty excited to find on a recent trip to visit family in the Bay Area. It is Shape Him's jam. It says Shape Him Delicious Confiture. 
And this is the strawberry raspberry sherry vinegar flavor. Shapem. Mm-hmm. Now, sherry vinegar, that's that's one of these that's things. one of those that, things, I know. But I do like sherry vinegar. I'm hoping sh- that Pim's going to prove us wrong here. Okay. And if not, we'll cut it out. <laughs> Great. Kind of like the texture of this jam. It's, um, you know, not super, like, pectiny, thick, globby. Yeah. It's a loose jam. It's really nice and bright. I do like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I taste the sherry vinegar. Mm. Mm, I am getting a vinegar brightness. It tastes like a shrub. That's tasty. Ooh, I like how I like how on the front it has a like a, a check check boxes where where you can check jam, marmalade, or other. I would totally check other. And then what would I put in the jar? Mm, um. Eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> Spreadable eyeballs. Ugh. All right. So um so who's the who who is the king of jam? <laughs> Uh, I am. The an- I, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it, Jam, I am. Okay. We could uh, go on. Oh, yes, we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So that's, uh, that's, that's our Jam. All right. Find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can also find us on iTunes, and you can leave us a review if you have time. Uh, and of course, it, you have time. Yeah, you just you just spent like sixteen minutes listening to does does make jokes about songs that uh, from the nineties, and you know. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Um, get yourself tested for smuckers. Be be safe out there. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg, and I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Who is the one bringing jam back from France here, huh? Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.